The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com, brand new episode, welcome to it. Uh, we are in the month of November officially, yep. Uh, brand new episode, name of this episode is Razor Bran. Got into a conversation about breakfast cereals coming up later. It's it's a whole thing. But uh, yes, uh, we'll get to that episode. Also, uh, Shannon drops by for uh, Broken News with me. Uh, and then we get back to the episode featuring our uh, returning champions, uh, Caitlin, Kari, and Kat. Uh, joining us, uh, it's it's a it's a fun episode. We start to get a little punchy uh, on this one. I <laughs> won't lie to you. It goes there. All right, uh, let's get to the episode. Uh, starting up here in a moment. First, have to uh, thank all of the people who make this party possible. Open seven days a week. Hold services free. Doctor Volt's Comic Connection. With the hold service, you get a ten percent discount on purchases of twenty dollars or more, and the previews catalog for free. Twenty forty three East. 3300 South in Salt Lake, Dr. Volts. Also, Cabin Fever, serving the Wasatch Front for over 35 years, wants to take a sec to thank you for your continued support. Located in historic Trolley Square at the corner of 5th South and 7th East, Cabin Fever is so much more than a geek store. Also, the Twin Sons Cafe, uh, Chef Daniel has started a GoFundMe campaign for the cafe to generate some working capital. He needs a beer and wine license, that kind of thing. So if you go to GoFundMe.com and search Twin Sons, that's S-U-N-S, Twin Sons Cafe, it'll pop right up. Also, Black Velvet Boutique, they're moving to a new location, so they're liquidating much of their inventory, and you can really save big. Visit them today and mention Radio From Hell to get up to 50% off. It's the radio show that I work on. Ask the store for details. They're up there in Clearfield for the moment at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. Also, uh, Haster, they carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products. They will also buy your pre-owned board games and magic products as well. They're located at 6831 South State. They're open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday and noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Haster Games. Also, the Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall. Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Also, Boostique. Holiday party season is here. Boostique has your wine and cocktail essentials. Make a drink of the night with bitters, mixers, cherries, shakers, or a recipe book for inspiration at Boostique. Go in and say hey to Ivy at 315 East Broadway. They open 11-ish to 7, Monday through Saturday. Also, Live at the Eccles and Fan X presents Neil Gaiman. The number one New York Times best-selling author of more than 20 books like Coraline, American Gods, and the Sandman series, Saturday, November 17th, 2018 at the Eccles Theater in downtown Salt Lake City. For tickets and info, go to liveattheeccles.com. That's E-C-C-L-E-S, liveattheeccles.com. All right, let's get to this episode. It's called uh, Razor Bran. We'll have it for you here in a few moments. Please to enjoy. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. 
Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Suns Cafe and Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsunscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Suns, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, it's food is. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive, fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. Holiday party season is upon us, so it's time to make ready. Boost Teak has your wine and cocktail essentials. Expand your home bar. Make a drink of the night with bitters, mixers, cherries, simple syrups, cocktail shakers. Plus, get a recipe book at Boost Teak for inspiration. Wine enthusiasts will love waiters, corkscrews, aerators, and decanters. Boost Teak also features vintage glassware for all kinds of drinks, coupes, Glen Cairns, and all types of beer glassware, including Belgian beer glasses. Go say hey to Ivy at Boost Teak. They're located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Welcome back to the basement. Yeah! <laughs> Lucky motherfucker. I never realized, uh, I never quite <laughs> caught the recessed lighting. It's really nice. What? Oh, well, thank you. The, the, yeah. When I you remodeled, did you put that in, or is that more recent? Uh, no, this is during the remodel. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of lights. Yeah, yeah. Like They're good. A hundred lights shy of, shy of a Star Trek room. It is a little it's, bright, isn't it? Oh no, I like it. Oh, it's fine. I like it. Yeah. It's fine. My hands are semi-transparent because of it, but that's fine. <laughs> stealing all my vitamin D, but that's okay. <laughs> you don't need it. <laughs> he doesn't need his Shannon, vitamin. Just drink more beer. Yeah, mm-hmm. he doesn't need his vitamin D. He Shannon. Brought that's it. right. Oh, God damn it. Um. My favorite line from the Tick, the comic book. God damn it! No, where he goes, where oh. he's like all these, you know, where he's working in the office. Oh yeah, and he has a secret disguise tie. Yep, and he's basically working with Superman. Yeah, Clark, Clark Oppenheimer. Clark, Clark Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yep. And he goes, ah, oh, all these fluorescent, fluorescent lights are stealing my vitamin D. <laughs> um, so I do a pub quiz. Yes, it's fucking great, you guys. It's really fucking good, and you should come to it. Yeah, I can't it's, believe that a bar fight broke out at the last one. That's crazy. No, no. Just I, I talked him down. Yeah, well, I mean. I can't help it. Sometimes Squee and Donkey Dong Dug, they get a little fucking nutty, right? So, was there was there like an argument about a question or something? Or uh, You know, Donkey Dong Dug. <laughs> he gets a couple drinks in him, oh you my. know. Just starts, uh, you know, doing what kids do. Oh, my. <laughs> Grabbing the beers? ladies, you know. Yeah. Cheating you know, just quiz. what you do when you're a kid at the pub quiz. Fuck, I hate people. Uh, (laughs) But nobody ever, that was what doesn't happen on our pub quiz. Everybody's everybody's very respectful. Mm -hmm. I might swear a little bit. Okay. But have you ever ever actually had somebody that you've had to like talk down from like a question situation? (laughs) Yeah. Trivia (laughs) is serious business. Well, and he tried to warn me when when we started doing the trivia thing on Beat Gina on the the radio show. He warned me. He said, you're going to regret this. Oh, yeah. People would be like, 
Well, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so much mansplaining. Oh. Exactly. Oh, it's mansplaining, womansplaining, splainsplaining. You, you have no idea. I have a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how many, well, actually, emails I get after well, every. Oh, well, actually, I do. Thursday. <laughs> uh, at least sends them all. I do. Uh, no, it's a good time. Lucky 13, 830. Wednesdays? That's when we start. Wednesdays. Okay. Wotan's Day. Wotan's Day. Wotan's Day. He knows it's Wotan's Day. I do. I know. You I know. Would. I know my Norse calendar. You would. Yeah. It's Lee George Cade, everybody. Hi. How is everybody doing? I gotta, I'm going to do Jay's bit. How's everybody doing in your cubicle? How's everybody doing? <laughs> yeah, you Carrie haven't... actually got us cubicles. We don't do the open office floor plan anymore. We don't have to look at each other. Aren't you, aren't you happy? I'm so happy. Communicate you, you via have, Slack. You have three walls. <laughs> yeah, I got three yep. walls. And they're only five feet high. Yep. And it says, uh, you're here for, or don't forget you're here for life. Is that the Simpsons one? That's Where he covers it, it, do yeah. it for her. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird though because I'm like the anti-homer now because yeah. I'm not working for my kids. Well, no, my daughter still has a lot of tuition yeah. that I have to pay, yeah. so that that's fine. It's all good. That's why so. you're on State Street, State and Main, Corner yep. State and Main, Corner State and Main, Dance. Corner State and Main. I love that. Dur- doing the dirty dances, <laughs> painting the miniatures on the corner of State and Main. <laughs> I, I always the same song. Monday dancer, through eight, Saturday till five, close Sundays. For money. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a hard song to sing and dance to, especially with legs like mine. The whole state main. Corner of state main. Corner of state and main. That's where I'm going to open my car dealership. He's got a pocket universe. He's pocket universe. Corner of state and main. Um, uh, Peyton, uh, Peyton it's miniatures. Lee George Cade and his dog Spot. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's Cade Worthington. Oh, I love him. Cade, go see Cade. Go see Cade. Yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, I'm living the life. Painting the miniatures. It's awesome. So, so awesome. But I used so much time last time talking about it that I'm just going to go on to the next person. Or I could just talk about it. It's you, up to you. Say, friends, you need some miniatures painted? <laughs> yeah. Just come, to, just come to Crazy Lee's Miniature Paint Emporium on the corner state. Yeah. Go see Cade. Go so, see Cade. Go see Cade. It's good stuff. Me and my new dog. Spot. <laughs> He's a lion. Lee George Cade with his dog Spot. Uh, yep. On the corner state, Maine. Corner state, Maine. Right. Should be shaking. Tina Turner, 24-7. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Our returning champions, because uh, Jimmy and Jay and Tony could not be here. But what a weird road trip for them to go on. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> was, I was a little... Uh, yeah. I'm still not sure. Still, I'll, I'll how tr- did they drive to Scotland? And how did all three of them fit on one Vespa? <laughs> I don't Damn know, but thing. it's all very sexy. Damnedest thing. Considering what Tony was wearing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, our returning champions, uh, Kari. Is here. Oh, hi, it's Kari. Uh, I stream video games on the internet. Sometimes I cook and forget to put on pants. Uh, <laughs> I also forget to turn off the oven. A lot of terrible stuff happens. I think the last time I was cooking, when you and Rachel were trying to save me from myself, uh-huh. I used spoiled milk. Yeah. Yeah, I oh. put spoiled milk in the pan, and I was like, that is lumpy. That's weird. So, of course, immediately two vegans tune in and are like, mmm. <laughs> two vegans mm. tried to just save me while I was making milk gravy. Not only is she using milk, it's expired. It's expired. Mm-hmm. Whole thing just went to waste with yeah. nothing. It's like, Kari. Yep. <laughs> They're like my vegan parents. Or vegan uh, godparents. Yeah, you can watch all of that madness on Twitch TV slash Peachy Kari. It's a terrible experience. Don't do it. It's amazing. Don't listen to her. She's a liar. <laughs> uh, there's, there's like some real unintentional comedy in it. There really then, is. But it's so good that I end up thinking that it's actually really, really intentional. <laughs> I wish. No, I wish I could plan that far in it's, advance. It's high art. That's, I'm glad. I'm <laughs> yeah. glad that as a vegan, watching me cook chicken is hilarious to you. <laughs> that's, and that's on Twitch. It's, it is on Twitch TV. Yeah, and you, I you, should do that. You probably should. Oh we should probably have a show where Rachel and Lee just stare in abject horror while we get way too drunk and can't cook. 
Oh, I can, dr- I can drunk cook. I highly doubt that. I oh, I can. Oh, I can. Well, I, he, he I does. don't I believe do it. Constantly. Nope, I won't believe it till I... you do it on my Twitch channel. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> there we go. Bang, 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 bang. All right, yeah, I'll do it with fucking cock. <laughs> I like love- to cook. <laughs> with beer. Um, <laughs> read her stuff at Bleeding Cool, where she is the editor in chief, Caitlin Booth. Hello. Caitlin Booth. You need a theme song, Caitlin. I do need a theme song. Here comes Caitlin. I kind of like that. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look at her as she walks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but keep a respectful distance and don't say anything. Please don't touch me. That's don't, touch, don't touch her unless she says it's okay. <laughs> it's time to explore boundaries <laughs> with Caitlin Booth. Here comes Caitlin Booth. Would you like a lecture on consent? <laughs> That's what she says while she holds a red pen. Uh-huh. Well, that's what like it does that thing where it frames your face in like a circle. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and then she puts her elbow outside the circle. Yeah, you goes, know, it's a little meta. You like I it? always freak yeah. out when that happens. So. Though, like, get back in the circle, Caitlin. It's like the <laughs> ring. Just climbing out through the monitor. <laughs> so yeah, read my stuff at Bleeding Cool. Do not read the comment section because it's usually horrible. Yeah. Um, if I am in the midst of putting together a contributors section, if you ever wanted to write one or two articles ooh, a week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know Lee is interested. Uh, send me a DM on Twitter at Katie's Movies. And, What's that DM? Uh, That's a dungeon master. A direct oh, message. Oh! Cool. oh. I, I can see the beers in front of you. I know how many you've had. It's fine. <laughs> I like beer! <laughs> I know you do, sweetheart. It's fine. So, yeah. It's you, EA. I just always thought it was dungeon master. No. No. It's a direct mm. message. That would mean something completely different when you say sliding into your DMs. Oh, <laughs> my God. Mm. I never say that okay. <laughs> in any way. I try right. to keep the word slide into. Yeah, I try to keep my... the favor of my DM at all times. Uh, yeah. I, uh. I'm usually the DM, so. Uh. <laughs> That's how me and Jay ended up together. I slid into the DMs on Instagram. Uh, now we have a dog, so <laughs> and do she, it. And she is Kat Umano. 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 See, I, w- I want to say Umano because that's your accent. I'm done correcting people. Yeah, I'm just like, true. say what, however the it's fuck It's Carrie's you want. accent. It's Carrie's accent. <laughs> it's like me. I just go, yeah, I'm Shane. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Kat Umano. It's C-A-T-U-M-A-N-O. Um, you can also follow my dog on Instagram. He's Wilson Winston Whitaker. Yeah, we're those dog parents. Um, yeah, I also are. co-host the SLC Sit Down podcast with Kiki Furia. And also I teach dance. So if you're ever getting married or need... To, light bulb just went off early. Yeah, well, so if you need choreography or need want to learn how to dance, hit me up. I need both of those things for my routine on State and Maine. <laughs> it's too late for me. <laughs> oh, uh, page page two hundred and forty in uh, Amy S. Foster's The Rift Uprising. Um, hold on, Kendrick looks at the room, holds up both hands, and chuckles, and says, "We have a host, Mr. Carrie Jackson." Oh, jeez, oh, that's that was a one. good bit. That's fucking yeah. weird. That's I an know. older book too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Good um, old Amy Foster. Thanks, Amy. Amy S. Foster. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Yes, it's for super. All right. <laughs> now, this is this is going to be the, the true Too Tall Tony test. Oh. Because we have letters. Oh. Now, usually when he's here, he can remember to insert the letters sing- jingle that so, Shannon sings. Right. So we're going to wait to see if he listens to this. We're going to wait and see if he listens. Oh. Okay. So if you don't hear the letters jingle. It's all Tony's fault. It's all Tony's fault. Okay, and he also doesn't on. love us. Well, let's just pause for a second. Okay, we'll so just gonna... count to yeah. three. Right. Tony, this is where you install it. After three. Okay. And then we answer them. Well, no, wait, hold on. we got to <laughs> be quiet for give a him, Give him a okay. space. In your head. Count right. to three. Oh. Letters. Oh. Sub 
apologize and we get letters and then we answer them. Okay. <laughs> Good job, Tony. Thank or you, not. Tony. Way to go, Tony. Way and to then go. we answer them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one from uh, this one from Adam. Adam. Uh, after a recent outbreak of some homophobia during a session of my book club. Gosh, it's so hard to get rid of. You don't use hand sanitizer. All, all <laughs> kinds of say. This letter's starting out strong. Yeah. Now you, you have to it. know. I'm in. He put book club in parentheses, and then says. Uh, my nickname for my D&D group, where <laughs> technically we all read the same book. It's just the 5e D&D player's handbook. Okay. That's cute. I like that. All right. Okay. I wanted to find a way to figure out a way to explain inclusion to those geeks, ah. as, as you call them. And I'm, I'm like, I'm glad, I'm glad you guys are here to help. The ladies. Because I think you'll be able to help out. Oh, yeah. Uh, as a longtime fan of the show, as well as a person who went through an angry right-wing phase of my own, <sighs> I thought of this as a metaphor and wanted to share it with you. You ever watch the Justice League cartoon? I did. We were just talking about yeah, it. I did, and I loved it. It was this group of superheroes that all had different abilities, and they worked together to save the Earth. It's great. It actually got me to go to the comic book store and learn more about these characters. And then they came out with Justice League Unlimited. Now they brought in all kinds of characters with even more abilities and unique skills. And I learned even more about the DC Universe. Instead of that small group of heroes, they open things up and let dozens of them in. It's almost as if bringing in new people who you didn't know made the show better. Mm -hmm. What? An episode about Black Canary didn't mean that there was no Wonder Woman. Green Arrow didn't upstage Batman. There were just now more characters to enjoy. Justice League Unlimited didn't dissolve or do away with the original Justice League cartoon. It just gave us more of it. To me, that's how inclusion works. It doesn't erase a, a character by casting them with a diverse actor-slash-actress. It creates a new way to see them. We get more content, and I don't see how this is a bad thing. Geek Show says, hey, love you all, Adam. Adam, that was Adam so insightful. That, really well. that was very like, cute. What do we add to that? Yeah. But, the, well, but the problem is, yeah. ah. homophobia, racism, all of that stuff is inherently illogical. There is no logic behind yeah. hating people for whom they are, for their skin tone, for their sexual orientation, right. for their gender, whatever. So while intentions are good, and it's a very good metaphor, and I don't disagree with it, you're trying to explain an illological thing by using logic. I think it's mental illness myself. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a so mental illness crazy. that you can get over, that you can right. move beyond, that you can grow from, but unfortunately, you really can't push this change on people. You can definitely share this metaphor and use it to explain, but do not be unsurprised if it doesn't work. Because like I said, these are inherently illogical things, and... You can't fight illogical things with logic. And it maybe it's work. not right to call it mental illness either. It's not. Um, but it's not. It's, it's, it's not. Based it's on not. Fear. But it's, it's not. Yeah. It's not altogether outside right. of. Yeah. Well, it's fear logical. actually shapes brains differently. Like chemically changes the way somebody's landscape, like the landscape of a person's brain. So mm -hmm. they did studies on like different political parties in different countries, um, and those that are like ruled by fear, the parties that are like be afraid of this thing, be afraid of this yeah. thing, hate this thing. Uh, people's brains actually chemically process things very differently. So like it's not mental illness and it's not a physical illness, but it is the way that your your brain actually learns to process fear or anxiety or adversity. Um, is through like it just changes the way that you think mm -hmm. and I think, think a lot of it has to do with insecurity and I don't mean that as like oh I'm so jealous of her dress I mean that like literal insecurity like right. you're, you're insecure about your place in the world which yeah. is why I think people you know racism well, particularly yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it's like why you know black people in the Olympics in the forties, you know, all that terrible stuff. <laughs> um, it's why these like certain like phenomenons keep happening is because we're worried that we're going to lose our place in the world, and then your brain gets shaped by fear, and then it just becomes this vicious cycle of prejudice. There, also, there yeah. also tends to be a huge lack of empathy. I mean, oh, the, yeah. people, the people yeah. that are all freaked out about trans people being in public bathrooms yeah. aren't thinking for a second what it takes to be a trans person. What yeah. it takes no. to oh, uh, yeah. what it, what oh. it takes to uh, to not have society recognize how you identify with yourself yeah. and that just by the sheer virtue of going to the bathroom that you feel you feel comfortable in mm-hmm. could have you attacked. My favorite part, I know it's weird to have a favorite part about the whole trans issue, but uh, <laughs> Ben Shapiro was like, I don't want my daughter to see a man's penis in the bathroom. And yeah. I was like, hey, listen, um, I don't see anybody's vagina in the bathroom. <laughs> right. I was going to say, Ben, yeah. I can speak from experience. <laughs> yeah. I've been in many men's rooms right. and many airports and places, yeah. and I have yet to see. Yeah. So it's like, do you think- the only penis I ever see in a bathroom is mine. Yeah. 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 Do you think that we're just like flipping our genitalia into a trough and like you yeah. just like, you're like, like, we're still, well, men we're still nervous. We, we, there peeing. is a trough yeah. situation <laughs> that you can pee in in right. the men's room. Right. I but call it the. Uh, I call it the uh, the John Wayne standing tall model. Oh, I love that. There's nothing like that. Even re- women's restrooms all have stalls, no matter right, what. Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, except right. the weird Arby's down by my house, which has two bathrooms in the same room with nothing dividing them. Ugh. It's really strange. It's just two toilets in a room. It's like you really? want to hold hands with your yeah. friend. Ugh. Really weird. They Sandy. Did. It's the one on 1300 South. And like they didn't want to flip for the dividing wall. The dividing wall. <laughs> no, there? there's just two toilets sitting there. Gross. So, yeah, and that's the only situation in which Ben Shapiro's daughter would see anybody's genitalia. So well, can I? I say homophobia. I'm just going to say it. Fucking, I think 90% of it is these people when they're in the dark, alone with their own thoughts, they think about wanting to do something bad, bad <laughs> in their head, <laughs> right? Absolutely. And it's just like it's why more Republican right. senators turn out to be gay than the, I mean, not that being gay is bad, but right. to them it is. To them yeah. it yeah. is. Yeah. And it's like it's 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 why more of them turn out to be instead of being openly themselves. You know what I mean? It's why they turn out to be there are more sex yeah. offenders on the Republican senator side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like a whole thing where you're like, it's, oh, it's the only side of libertarianism that I even agree with. Is well, which that, one is that? Uh, if it does, it, is it? Is it any of your business? It's is not. it hurting no, you not. in any way? Then it, fuck off. It really does not affect your life. No, no. it does not. And and it, but the worst part about it though is that your We're attitude. Looking at about you, it, Lindsey Graham. Your <laughs> attitude about it. I, I saw this heartbreaking video of this kid in the Middle East who was literally killed. He was murdered. Oh and, yeah. And the last the last thing he said was, "I want my mom." And they were. I I just started sobbing because it was so horrible. And that's the video now. I'm going to show people who uh, you don't realize. Like I don't have it. At my job. My job's strangely evolved. The people that go there are really pretty aware of, of the things that are wrong, right? So mm-hmm. we don't joke about that stuff. But my wife's working in an office setting for the first time in 20 years, or 20 oh. years and she's hearing the R word a lot. Oh, boy, yeah. really? And she works for a, a company that, that deals with mental health, right? So yeah. you're hearing the R word thrown around. You're hearing people make fun of, of names from other cultures. Yeah. And it's really quite insensitive, but it's institutional, it's not like yeah. it's not like anybody in that office is out actually outright racist or outright ableist. They're just they've been they've been institutionally raised to especially in Utah where we have such a prevalence of of either mental illness or mental mm-hmm. impairment and we're throwing around the R word or we're talking about how people are oh that's just crazy. Uh well, we we actually have a lot of mental illness in this state yeah, and a lot of it's just medicated. Mm-hmm. Uh some of it responsibly, some of it not. But uh, we have to look at the institutional side of it, too. And that might be what's going on with Book Club, is that, you know, uh, Utah is one of the few places... I, I grew up in Los Angeles. I didn't hear people saying, oh, that's so gay. 
Yeah. But yeah. that's a saying here. You know, oh, oh, I grew up saying that. I actually had to purge it from my, even the R word, I have to purge from my vocabulary. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, even no, there, now at 30, I still yeah. sometimes catch myself. There, there was a lady uh, who, who was hosting panels at Comic-Con who I thought she was very talented. She's very funny, but it, everything was, you know, so very R word. And it's super weird. Yeah, it was just coming out all it's the time. Not, it's not weird. I understand it completely because yeah. I grew up in the state. So. Right. But it's, language evolves. It does. It does. And you can evolve that language. And sometimes it's so. not fun to police your language. It sucks. And sometimes it, really it sucks to police your own language. But it's yeah. totally worth it. It's actually really refreshing when you're like, ah, oh, yeah. finally I came up with that. a nice new creative way of calling someone an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so Trumpy. Yeah. <laughs> Low hanging fruit for sure. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with broken news. And then maybe a couple of more letters. Okay. After these, you gonna, you gonna not gonna yeah, sing with me? I'm gonna do it. I, you, have you noticed I never sing this? I, I know. Please do. Now oh, I get okay. to watch. <coughs> Ready? Me 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 me. After these messages, messages. we'll be right, <laughs> right back. We'll be back. Oh, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> Black Velvet Boutique is moving to a new location soon, so they're liquidating a lot of their inventory, and you can save big. Visit them today and mention Radio From Hell to get up to 50% off. Be sure to ask the store for details. Locally owned and operated, Black Velvet Boutique in Clearfield is a great sexual wellness resource. They're experienced, knowledgeable, and engaging. When it comes to sex, as with any healthy relationship, good communication is key. And being confident in the bedroom is sexy. And knowledge helps you get to your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique's helpful and friendly staff will answer your questions and find out what you need or leave you to your own devices. It's entirely up to you. Enjoy the best parts of being an adult with intimate bedroom toys and lingerie from Black Velvet Boutique. They are currently at 293 South State Street in Clearfield. But again, they're moving to a new location soon and liquidating a lot of their inventory. So go visit them today. Mention Radio from Hell to get up to 50% off. Ask the store for details. They're open seven days a week at 293 South State Street in Clearfield, Black Velvet Boutique. It's cabin fever. Hey, during the month of November, why not grab a thank you card if you're going to a family or friends for Thanksgiving dinner? November's also a great month to send someone a quick surprise note to say thank you for their support, love, and kindness. Located in the heart of Charlie Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East, it's Cabin Fever so much more than a Thanksgiving card store. Let's all pitch in and make it a thank you month. Thank you for being a fellow geek. Thank you for all the laughs. Cabin Fever has an array of ways to say thank you during this month, from hilarious blank cards, sincere and heartfelt thank yous, to Thanksgiving-specific cards meant to thank the person who makes all that great holiday food. By the way, Cabin Fever thanks you, fellow meeks, geeks, and freaks. You make their days pleasant, and you're just so gosh darn likable. Cabin Fever is located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Make sure you tell them Geek Show says, hey, it's Cabin Fever. So much more than a Thanksgiving card store. If you're a gamer, you know, love to play games, board games like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, you'll love Haster Games. My guess is you've heard of Haster Games if you're a gamer. they got new lines of metal dice to go with their gemstone dice in. They have a great weight to them. Die Hard Dice and Gravity Dice. And they carry more dice than anybody, and these have been selling very well. Guilds of Rivnica, a great new set for Magic the Gathering, is now available. Uh, for Dungeons and Dragons, a Waterdeep Dungeon Heist, two weeks early for sale. Go see this wonderful campaign for Dungeons & Dragons. Haster recently added more display cases, a sound system, they're, uh, more shelving for their huge game library, and yes, you can 
play games for free at Haster, and computer kiosks to help you peruse their inventory and order cards. Stop by and see all the newness at Haster Games. Tell them Geek Show says, hey, not only does Haster carry the best selection of all the latest board games and magic products, they will buy your pre-owned board games and magic products too. Haster Games is located at 6831 South State. They're open from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Monday through Saturday, noon to 5 on Sunday. It's a great place to stay and play. Remember, Haster has it. This is not your everyday cafe, and this is just one indication. F***ing delicious Twin Sons Cafe is. Go eat there, you should. Mexican-influenced Americana cuisine, daily specials, and they're still rocking home delivery, along with a full-service catering. Find comfort food in a cafe inspired by a galaxy far, far away. That's Twin Sons Cafe in Sugar House, 2305 South Highland Drive, just across from the liquor store. Open from 8 to 3 p.m. daily, except Tuesdays. Get details online at twinsonscafeslc.com. Hugs are free. Twin Sons, not your everyday cafe. Out of this f***ing world, its food is. Broken news, welcome to it. Uh, we'll get back to the episode named Raisin Bran. No, wait, Razor Bran. Sorry, Razor Bran. Uh, I don't know. In just a moment. I don't know. I don't know, somehow the talk turned to cereals. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't know either. You just heard it, so you know. Uh, joining me for Broken News is Shannon Barnson. That's it, it's which, me. Which makes this the Two Old Divas. Two Old Divas. Broken newscast. Hey, and before you get started on the fun stuff, mm-hmm. I know you guys don't, some of you, don't like it when we get political <laughs> on the show, but this this drops the, the day before election day. If you, if you haven't vote, go vote, goddammit! Get off your ass and vote! And if this is after Tuesday, we warned you! Yeah, we told you so! <laughs> it's come on! And vote the way you know you should! Exactly. Um, and speaking of which... You know, we they some people hate it when when politics gets into their uh, into their stories. But you know, most of the most of your stories are political. You just don't know it, right? Um, Except for Supergirl this season. Holy shit! Is being (laughs) out and out. It's wearing its heart on its sleeve on this one. (laughs) Totally. This the name of the episode is Man of Steel. And even if you don't watch Supergirl, watch this episode. Yeah, uh, because it is such a commentary. And and the whole story takes place on the part of a regular guy. Mm-hmm. That was uh, such a great episode. And how the effects of having super people and, and aliens know, and and aliens around him, how that affects his life and how it changed him. Basically, turns him into a xenophobe. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. and it's Sam Witwer, uh, yeah. and people like him a lot. He's ridiculously handsome. Uh, <laughs> and he was a he, act, his acting was really good. His acting's really amped up over the years, and uh, he was he was damn convincing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think, like I said, if you don't watch Supergirl, watch this one episode. It's called Man of Steel, season four. And if you're not watching Supergirl, I bet this one makes you. Yeah, it's straight up like <laughs> commentary on the on what's going on, racism and xenophobia that we have. In this country right now, yeah. So and it and it's doing it very smartly. Yeah, it, it's just it was an amazing episode. That show's taken quite a turn. It really has. It was pretty light, not so much anymore. Yeah, I, w- I was about to drop out of it. This yeah. I said unless the season 
changes or does something different, I'm I'm out because it's really it's not made for me. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> but I <clears throat> I do like to look at Supergirl's sister, yeah. so that's yeah. a plus. <laughs> and, and go vote. <laughs> go vote. Deterred. Go uh, vote. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of casting in the DC universe, uh, we got our Black Mask, and that's going to be the villain in Birds of Prey. Okay. <laughs> You're not sure? Nah, All right. Ewan McGregor is set to play the Batman villain ah. in the Birds of Prey movie. Well, they have a good villain then. Yeah. If they ride him, right? Yeah. Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress, and Journey Smollett-Bell as Black Canary, Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya, The Question, uh, and uh, directed by Kathy Yan. I, I had to look into Black Mask. I didn't know who he was. It's a Batman villain, right? It's a Batman villain. Uh, first appeared in 1985's uh, Batman number uh, 386. Has become a recurring part of the criminal under- underworld in Gotham City. Uh, in a lot of ways, Black Mask is the Batman story inverted. Roman Sionis, Sionis? Hmm. was, like Bruce Wayne, born into a wealthy Gotham family and inherited the family business, except in his case... That inheritance didn't come until after he, you know, murdered his parents. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, he murdered his parents to get the, yeah. <laughs> uh, the criminal career. <clears throat> let's see. Uh, accidentally destro- destroyed his family business, uh, cosmetic company, uh, thanks to going all in on a new form of makeup that ended up disfiguring hundreds of women. Uh, broke, ashamed, and surviving a near-death experience when he is struck by a bolt of lightning while visiting the family crypt. (laughs) Sionis became a man obsessed with disguises, forming an organization of criminals in various forms of disguise called the False Face Society. That's it. That's a a nod to Adam West. False Face was 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 the first Batman villain, and, and we didn't know who played him. I, I think to this day, they don't know who played him. Uh, name derived from the mask he'd made out of pieces of his father's own burial casket. What the fuck? That's, that's your black mask. That's the black skull mask he wears. It's made out of his father's casket. You know, but I'm sure he's got very fine points. I'm, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> so you and McGregor. <clears throat> Birds of Prey set to open February 7th, 2020. So there you go. Wearing a fucking coffin on his Wearing face. a coffin on his face. Uh, let's see. I'll get to that. Comic books are silly. Um, <clears throat> now, the Flash Gordon movie has been kicked around Hollywood for quite some time. Why do they need to make another one? A perfect one was made. I know, but they feel they need to make another one. Somebody owns it. Somebody. Who are they going to get to do the soundtrack? Hmm. Greta Von Fleet? Sure. <laughs> Led Zeppelin La Jr.? Sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, but this is... Um, <clears throat> Get the darkness to do it. Oh, the darkness would be perfect. They sound like, they sound like Queen Jr. They, they do. Um, well, Julius Avery, who has just finished, uh, and, and it, uh, it opens in a week or so, over, this movie Overlord that you've seen, J.J. Abrams Yeah, it looks crazy. It's like a World War II zombie movie. Like a... Monster Nazi. Yeah, and uh, this is the guy who directed that, and he is he is going to uh, write and direct it. He's in talks to do it anyway. Isn't a monster Nazi um, running for governor in Florida? <laughs> yes, 
He's, he's also controlling the election. <laughs> uh, Kingsman filmmaker Matthew Vaughn was attached to direct it back in 2015. But uh, last year noted Flash Gordon faced off, uh, you know, some stiff competition in light of a few other space franchises. This is why Matthew Vaughn backed out of yeah. Flash Gordon. He said, you've got Star Wars, you've got Guardians. So, so you've got to have your own space opera. But you have to find something that can survive among these two very, very great franchises. He just he didn't want to do Got it. Scared. He didn't want to commit. You know, compete. Yeah. Which you know he's got a point. But uh, this guy Julius Avery is going to maybe. Make, it, I don't care. Make it go. He's like, there's not going to be another Guardians movie. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be it because it is on hold. Last we heard from Kevin Feige, yeah, is that it's just on hold. So yeah, there's a space opera opening there. Uh, let's see, uh, this uh, PG-13 version of Deadpool. We're getting a little bit more information about it. Um, so the writers and Ryan Reynolds were just sitting around. This is after Deadpool 2 came out. They were all just sitting around, and it was, you know, just kicking around some ideas. And they said, this would be funny if we did it this way, if we framed it this way, which which we've been told about. It's the... Uh, uh, the Princess Bride strategy. Right. And they shot some extra dialogue, footage. It's going to be PG-13, and it's going to be in theaters December 21st. I think in theaters, I'm pretty sure. They're so crazy. But uh, they, they're being accused of going after the money grab, and apparently that was not the plan. They just thought it would be funny. Yeah, I think it sounds funny. <laughs> So there's that. Uh, let's see, other uh, casting that we got. Um, this Game of Thrones prequel that is coming out. Uh, they've got Naomi Watts oh. to be a lead in it. Oh, okay. So that's good. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, this is the other thing. Um, the director of It has signed on to do a remake of H.G. Wells' The Time Machine. Oh, my God. That's one of my favorite stories. Is it really? It really is. I, I, had I the, didn't know. I had the illustrated classic when I was a kid, and I, would, I read it over and over and over and over, like the comic book version of it. Uh-huh, yeah. And then I probably read the actual book three or four times. Those, uh, those classic comics, yeah. they were a great way to introduce kids to literature. They, they, yeah. And they still are, mm-hmm. if, if you have them. Uh, but uh, so, so it's just... Um, He's 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 working on it chapter two right now. Uh, he's also signed on to remake Attack on Titan in an American version. That's the big scary that's, skinless things. That's the scary skinless things that eat people. Okay. You know the anime. And now he wants to do the time machine. And um, it's uh, what's his name is is producing this. It's a, Good old what's it's his not name? in this story. It's uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Leo. Leo's producing this. Uh, so is he going to be the time traveler dude? Uh, no, he's not going to be in it. He's just producing it. So anyway, there you go. You're going to get HG Wells, the time machine. Morlocks. Morlocks. Here's a little bit of a story. Uh, this uh, took place a week ago on Monday, a digital billboard popped up in in Garden Grove, California at an intersection, just over four miles away from Disneyland in Anaheim. The billboard read, Save the Galaxy, James Gunn for Volume 3. Huh. Was paid for by a GoFundMe campaign that has raised nearly $5,000 since launching last month. 
The campaign coalesced from a group of fans who organized online soon after Disney fired Gunn as the director, uh, after conservative personality asshats resurfaced some old tweets where he was making jokes. Um, Giuseppe Cincinnato, 29-year-old Ohio chef, uh, chef, one of the minds behind the billboard, uh, notes that their campaign is not just all online range. We really lo- uh, rage. We really love Gunn as both a creator and the man we've seen him mature into. Uh, even if this wasn't going to cause Disney to see their mistake, we could at least show James Gunn how much we support him in his corner of the galaxy. So it's it's a website called RehireJamesGunn.com. They paid the company $4,000 to run the digital billboard. It's going to run through November 25th. Wow. So if you're in that area, go take a picture of it. Uh, if the group raises enough money, they, they want to get a more expensive billboard ahead of Christmas closer to Disneyland. But uh, right now, the group's digital billboard can be viewed from the, uh, I know we have listeners in Southern California, uh, from the California 22 eastbound freeway before the Harbor Boulevard exit. The billboard is located at uh, 13541 New Hope Street. So if you want to see it. All righty. A picture of it. Speaking um, of people getting fired, do you think Pete Davidson's going to get fired? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You guys did see Saturday Night Live last night as we recorded this. Yeah. He made fun of a <clears throat> a candidate that got his eye blown out in the war, and people are mad at him. People are mad at him. He's not going to lose his job for that. Hey, he's taken this whole breakup that's tried, though. He, he is. That was very funny. He says, yeah, when I moved back in with my with mom, my mom. <laughs> she was real happy about that. It was funny. But he was, he was very classy at the end of it. He said, you know, just... Sometimes things just don't work out, and, yeah. and I love her, and and I hope she's happy, and you know, yeah. so very, very nice. I thought. I think I'd be Pete's friend. I think, think? Me, I think me and Pete would be along. hanging out. I think we'd get along okay. <laughs> and finally, this um, <clears throat> when we heard, I think it was about a month ago, when they were uh, talking about uh, TV shows for the new uh, Marvel Disney app. Yeah. And they were throwing around... Um, Watch it on your phone! <laughs> they were throwing around, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, Scarlet Witch will get her own show. And, and they were just tossing around names. And I, I didn't mention any of those because I was going to wait for something. And we finally do have something. Variety has learned that uh, Malcolm Spellman has been tapped to write a series featuring Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Huh. So... What, the actors? I, I, I would think. I would th- yeah. I would think with the actors. Um, but this is for, again, this is for the app. Yeah. Um, this does not affect the Netflix shows. This, it's got nothing to do with them. So, oh. you know, before you get excited. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's, that's, that's what they're toying with, the idea of a team-up with uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because they, they had, in Civil War, if you... If you notice they had yeah. they had a little had bit of chemistry. Moments. They had a few moments with Spider Man, but um, Marvel TV man, Marvel TV, fucking Daredevil, season three. You finished season three. You finished it last, uh, yesterday. Am I right? Wilson Fisk. Holy shit! Is is the Marvel villain who is overqualified to be a Marvel villain? Oh yeah, and will break your heart. Yeah, I that season had no business being that good. I know, right? Uh, like, it blew my goddamn mind. Like, just like, I was just, you know, I hardly ever looked at my phone. You know what I mean? 
I was I just mesmerized. And and it was so twisty and turny and like just when you thought, oh, yeah. this is going to end like a Netflix show. No. Yeah. Oh, God, no. It does not do that. Yeah, and it's like, it what I loved you. is, God, the Kingpin was so smart. Yes. And it's not like Matt Burdock and, and Foggy and them, they're not stupid. No. You know? No. But like every time you're like, fuck, yeah, they got him. You'd be like, oh, shit, they don't got him. Oh, they don't got him. <laughs> in fact, he's got them <laughs> even worse. You know? The shit that they pulled off and just the writing. Mm-hmm. And um, and the acting. Oh, and the fucking hitting. Oh, I never want to get hit fights. by Daredevil. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> Especially with those ropes. Oh, the, the Muay Thai ropes. Those I Muay think Thai is ropes. Yeah. God damn! I, you know, I had, I had someone actually complaining. Well, he didn't even get in his costume. Hey, I didn't care. If I didn't you, either. If you got a good story, I don't care if he gets in his costume or not. Well, there was know? a good reason. If yeah. you watch it, why would he get into his costume? Exactly. <laughs> But uh, oh, yeah. and Bullseye was so good too. And Bullseye, They're, oh, and see now they've introduced another one of my favorite Daredevil villains is Typhoid Mary, yeah. and they've introduced her on uh, Iron Fist. Yeah, and they did it really good. She's really good. Yeah, I want her so badly in the Daredevil show. God, I hope I, I hope want we get more Daredevil. I want Daredevil. I want Typhoid Mary and Bullseye to yeah. team up and go after. Daredevil. He's going to need some help. He will need some help. (laughs) (laughs) As we have learned. No, and as someone who has been reading that comic for, God, as long as I can remember. It's so Daredevil-y. It's always a satisfying read. People ask me if if I'm starting in the comics, where where should I go? And I'm like, Daredevil always satisfies. Um, But it is so much like the comic book. I couldn't believe it. I was just, was I was so happy with this season. And and they took liberties with... You know, they did. They took a lot of liberties with the with these origins. It, and lift, stuff like. it lifted from a couple of different stories. And it was but fine, man. I, thought, I didn't care. I yeah. loved because you never in the comics you really don't know who Bullseye is. Yeah, you know. I don't think he's ever gotten an origin story. No, but I think this one's good. Yeah, I like this yeah. origin story. And, and they take an entire episode to do his origin. To do his origin, and it's mostly in black and white. Yeah, and it's it's some of the best TV. I think. Yeah, like... You know, I'm, I'm not even counting it in superhero genre. I'm saying as television goes... Oh, no, there should be, th- there should be some Emmys for this shit. I think so. I think uh, D'Onofrio needs a, an Emmy for... Or at least a nomination for you know, supporting actor. There, there are two moments. One that I can't talk about because it's at the end. Yeah. Uh, but the other moment is where he's being transferred out of prison into this hotel. Into and, his hotel. Into his hotel. <laughs> um which we didn't, well, spoiler. Oh, sorry. Uh, but uh, he does this speech about love being a prison that just, you go, that, give the man the Emmy right now. Yeah. Just hand it to him. Well, just like, even like the stuff he does without speaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and that's the one part I can't, we'll yeah. t- I'll, we're going to shut this off and we'll right. talk about this. And just, and he's so scary. He's scary as Because you're waiting for him. Mm-hmm. He just snaps. Yeah. You're like, he's fine. You think everything's fine. And then he fucking pounds a guy's head into hamburger. Well, it's like, you know, we all remember that moment in season one. With the car? With the car door, yeah. you know, that totally took us all off guard. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's back. And it's he's so and good. He's, and he's been planning. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's had some time to think about shit. He's had time to plan. <laughs> Another great hallway fight, of oh, course. Oh, God. In that and, prison. And, and that prison shot apparently was one long continuous shot. Yeah. They rehearsed it for weeks. So just, you know, if you may have, 
you may have guessed by now we we approve oh yeah of season three of daredevil i give a five out of stars and and demand that you I, if i had time i'd watch it again you know i i might sometime because <laughs> it was so good oh or maybe even just the last like five episodes <sighs> there there's just so many satisfying moments yeah. throughout maybe the last five but anyway i'm just telling All you right, right now i told carry this off before we recorded um the last three episodes, I was actually like nervous and worried. Yeah, like I could, you, I felt tense. It gave you the anxiety. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm just like, you don't know what's gonna fucking happen. Yeah, right. This is not where you, one of those shows like, oh, I saw that coming. No, I was like, oh fuck. No, you didn't see any of that shit coming. <laughs> that, watch it. I mean, anytime I can watch a show like this mm-hmm. and audibly go, what? <laughs> Or no! <laughs> or no! No, no! Right? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I've seen enough of this genre to know... Oh, it, this is some good It does shit. this, it does that. Right. You know, but... Not Daredevil. Surprise the, surprise yeah. the hell out of me. Each, great writing. Each and every time. Great writing, great acting. Great film. So, basically, go fucking vote, and then watch Daredevil. <laughs> God damn it. Season three. All right. Okay, anything else before we uh, get back to uh, <sighs> Razor Brand? No? Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll get back to the episode in a few moments. Please to enjoy. Dr. Bolt's Comic Connection for the month of November 2018. Let's see what we got going here. Green Lantern by Grant Morrison. In the debut issue of this new series, Hal Jordan encounters an alien hiding in plain sight and sets off a chain of events that rocks the Green Lantern Corps and quite possibly the multiverse at large to its very core. There's an intergalactic conspiracy afoot as well as a traitor in the Green Lantern Corps. Will Hal Jordan be able to solve the mystery before it's too late? Firefly. Captain Malcolm Reynolds, a defeated soldier who opposed the unification of the planets by the totalitarian government alliance, will undertake any job, legal or not, to stay afloat and keep his crew fed. Find out how his story began as Boom Studios delves into Mal's past, how he met his first maid Zoe, and the real truth about the War of the Unification, the intergalactic civil war that divided friend and family alike, focusing on family, loyalty, identity, and the price of redemption. Uncanny X-Men, the X-Men are back with a new series again. The new ongoing series kicks off with a 10-part weekly epic. The flagship X-Men series that started it all is back and better than ever. Starting with the mysterious and tragic disappearance, the X-Men are drawn into what might be the doom of the mutant race as we know it. X-Men disassembled. And on Kickstarter now, Rowdy Recall. Rowdy Recall is an exciting memory game that is fun for the whole family, simple and easy to learn. Rowdy Recall features fabulous restored artwork from the golden age of comics. Live on Kickstarter now, it's Rowdy Recall. Open seven days a week. The hold service is free, and with that, you get a 10% discount on purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. 2043 East, 3300 South. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Mystery Escape Room in the Gateway Mall specializes in theatrical escape rooms with fantastical live actors and immersive fully built sets. Don't just play an escape room. Make it an adventure into your favorite stories. From Grimm's Fairy Tales to 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea to their newly opened Ancient Crypt Mystery, there are stories to explore. Can you solve the mystery? Book your escape room today at mysteryescaperoom.com or by calling 385-322-2583. Use the code GEEKSHOW, one word, for 15% off of your purchase. 
Holiday party season is upon us, so it's time to make ready. Boostique has your wine and cocktail essentials. Expand your home bar. Make a drink of the night with bitters, mixers, cherries, simple syrups, cocktail shakers. Plus, get a recipe book at Boostique for inspiration. Wine enthusiasts will love waiters, corkscrews, aerators, and decanters. Boostique also features vintage glassware for all kinds of drinks, coupes, Glencairns, and all types of beer glassware, including Belgian beer glasses. Go say hey to Ivy at Boostique. They're located at 315 East Broadway in downtown Salt Lake City. Open 11-ish to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'm here with my wife, Sue. Hi. I'm so proud of her. She started her own business doing what she loves. Tell us about my workout buddy. I believe that working out with someone will keep you motivated and accountable to your fitness goals, so I'm your workout buddy. I will meet you at your Salt Lake County gym or rec center for a 60-minute workout session. If motivation won't get you to the gym, my workout buddy will. So you will come to my gym? Yes. The more you know about your own gym's equipment, the less time you'll waste trying to figure out a routine. I think it helps build confidence and competency, and that makes going to the gym more enjoyable. But you're not my personal trainer. Well, I'm a a certified trainer, but this is not a personal trainer service. So what do you do? I am actually going to work out with you. I'll do cardio, weights, group classes, whatever you want to do. I will help you with options to make exercises effective and help you towards any fitness goals you may have. That's a great idea. How do people start? Well, message me on Facebook at my work Workout Buddy SLC or email me my workout buddy SLC at iCloud.com. One session is $20. If you cancel an appointment less than 12 hours before the start time, there is a $10 cancellation fee. And why is that? That's motivation and accountability. And if you tell Sue Geek Show says hey, you'll get half off of your first session, my workout buddy SLC. And we're back. Boop boop. Right. Where the fuck did we go? Uh, we went we left the room for broken news. Oh, okay. And now we're back. It looks trash. Because I can't remember. We had to bring in the Birkin News crew. All right. A couple of quick things before we uh, get to our our last letter. Uh, You like the Ridley Scott, right? Uh, Sometimes. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it depends on if it's like in a, you know, naked white man on a waterfall capacity or otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not the response you're I'm I'm actually more of a Tony Scott fan, but he committed suicide. Are you? Rest in peace, buddy. Uh, because you know it's funny because uh, my uh, my my ne- nephews and niece were here. Yeah, and they had never seen the original Alien. Oh, how old are they? And uh, well, that's the thing. Um, <laughs> okay, three, five. This is six. that shit isn't scary to kids anymore. This is this you. is what happens when you leave your kids with me. Yeah, with Uncle Carrie. Yeah. Oh boy. All right. This okay. this is what happens. All right. And the original Alien movie. Go back and watch it again. It's it, a haunted house movie. It's it's a haunted house movie, mm-hmm. and there's. Compared to TV shows, I mean, come on, yeah. it, it should it shouldn't be rated R today. If they released it today, yeah. it would be PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. So anyway, uh, but yeah, they they uh, they oh, it's kind of slow. Yeah. <laughs> that was their that was her whole take on it. It's kind of yeah. slow. Kind of slow. Inundated children that with was, too many jumps. That was yeah. Katz Martin's uh, take on the, the original on Halloween. the original Halloween. I'm like that. That's kind of the point. Yeah. And so I I had to keep telling them. I said, you know, this this is a guy in a suit. That's a guy in a suit. It's not CGI. It's not CGI. Those spaceships, they had to build those. Yeah. All right? They didn't just draw them in a computer. They uh. had to buy hands, you know, all this shit. Did you walk, walk away from wanting to tell people to get off of your lawn afterwards? I know. I hate that. But <laughs> damn it. You need to know these things. Uh, but anyway, uh, he is going to be produce, or, uh, directing. He's making his directorial debut on a TV show. Oh. 
Raised by Wolves. High concept sci-fi show. Raised by Wolves is about... This is odd. Two androids tasked with raising a human... Human children on a mysterious virgin planet. Oh, it's like the Truman Show, but with androids <laughs> raising... As the, children. As the, I immediately thought of like the incredible, the uh, uh, Despicable Me series. Oh. Yeah. As the burgeoning colony of humans threatens to be torn apart by religious differences, the androids learn that controlling the beliefs of humans is a treacherous and difficult task. What is it like? The What's baby shit on do the androids. Uh, it's just raised by wolves. Is the name of the show. What is it on? It's going to be on TNT. I have faith mm. that a new. Con- I. You know what? I just want to like it because it's new. <laughs> We came both did the same thing. It's gonna be on TNT. We would go. Hmm. Yeah, no, TNT was still around. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I didn't know they had that kind of budget. And What's then I'm on like, they TNT? don't have that kind of budget. No. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. They're gonna use like some of the old, uh, uh, the old costumes from that. What was that? Uh, heartbeeps. They're, gonna use those. <laughs> <laughs> They're just recycling stuff. <laughs> That's an Andy Kaufman original. Yeah. Step away. Somebody that will fit Andy Kaufman's costume and Joan Rivers' costume. Andy Kaufman. It was Bernadette Peters. Thank you. Joan oh. Rivers was in it too. No, she was not. She no. was the android. Both. She You're was the space in Spaceballs. You're thinking of space. Same thing. <laughs> no. Shannon knew he that was going. That is blasphemy. He was going to Google and then he knew he was defeated and dropped his phone. <laughs> so if you heard that thunk, that was I Shannon giving up. <laughs> defeat. Yeah. And uh, they're making a. Uh, a live-action Tom and Jerry cart uh, movie. Please, what the fuck? What? I what? Like a what? real cat, a real mouse? Oh, Probably, they'll be animated. Yeah, I, they I'm, better not mess with Mammy because if that shit's not in there, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna complain. You're gonna flip a table. I, oh, I'm gonna be like nerd rage. So it'll be like Alvin and the Chipmunks, but right. Yeah. You know. So all right, whatever. No, they need, they need, the... they need a stereotypical actually black know, Southern Mammy in there because that. Disney made a billion dollars off of Beauty and the Beast. That's why. Yeah. I There's money that. to be had. I hope his little nephew's there. Is that that poor little guy? He's always so yeah, hungry. Yeah, he. And why could he talk and Jerry couldn't? I, Jerry you know. got hit in the head with a brick. Yeah, he's like he got. Do you see the shit that Sylvester <laughs> did to him? Tom. Tom. Whatever he's doing, it's the same <laughs> thing. Sylvester's just a shitty dad. And here's a fun fact: everyone thinks that uh, Itchy and Scratchy are based on Tom and Jerry. Uh-huh. No, no, based on Herman and Catnip. Which is a different cartoon. Is yeah. that a racist Disney You cartoon? just made some it's more shit up. No, Herman and Catnip's real stuff. Was well, real aren't cartoon. they all, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, if we go to a certain point, yeah. That. Isn't everything racist from a certain point of view? Yeah. No. That was my Alec Guinness. All right. That was really yeah. good. Yeah, it That's was, really wasn't good. it? I'm yeah. going to be a fan of your impressions, whether they are good or not. That's I think so. <laughs> I'm going to go home. Ship. My wife's going to be like, oh, somebody liked your impressions, didn't they? Dumbass. Are you sleeping with her, Lee? No. Never come up. I'm true blue, man. Uh, all right. Here's uh, okay. Here's another chance for uh, Tony to put the letters thing okay. in. All right, you ready? Don't fuck up, Tony. Hold on. Right. You want to do okay. three seconds? Three. Letters. Sometimes we get letters, and then we answer them. All right. Okay. I believe call? in Tony, you guys. <laughs> oh, great. Should I tell him? No. 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 Absolutely okay. not. We'll just find I mean, out. We'll I find bet out. you. I bet you five quatlos. He's gonna screw it up. Think so? Five quads. Well, loose. the question is, does he think we're going to put the letter theme in more than once? Oh, this is like a trap. Well, it's see, a I, trap. I send him the synopsis, and it will say letters in the. Yes, but he'll that'll he'll probably automatically assume we do letters at the beginning, 
Maybe not necessarily in the latter half. Well, no, we did a whole episode of Letters once. So, but we, I mean, like, would we do the do you do the theme twice? He's, usually, he's become really wily because, like, a couple weeks ago, we put a box with one end of it up on a stick and a Mountain Dew under the box, mm-hmm. and he didn't fall for it. He didn't fall for it two years ago. He said no, he would have been under the box. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, he would have been trapped. Very he's proud so of him. big, yeah. and it's like he's so, it was so funny because just his head was underneath it. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like flopping around. And we're like, like Tony, you get can, out! But it's like you can just move the you box. Move the box, Tony. He was. Like, he's going, oh! yeah. <laughs> he was wailing like a trash yeti. You say Ben and Jerry once, and then all of a sudden we're into slapstick physical yeah. comedy. Is that what's happening? Remember that, remember that time that Tony hit me in the face with a frying pan so hard <laughs> oh that it left God. an impression of my face in it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. great. It's a good time. Yeah. I hate you. You couldn't. You couldn't form words for a week. Uh, no, was, I couldn't. It was awesome. There's that, there that time we were hunting Tony, and uh, <laughs> he stuck his finger in my rifle, and it exploded, and my beak was on backwards. <laughs> it was so, so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> I know. And it wasn't Lee season. And you're like, your it face was, was all black. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Lee season. It was Shannon. Please write that down. <laughs> so the, the backstory is that before that happened, I you guys uh, were ripping signs off. I was ripping signs, <laughs> and I switched it up. And it was Shannon's season. It's all, it was Shannon's season, but then I was oh, like, it's man. Lee. Sees. And then the next thing you know is Bill's on backwards. It's just, it was a really... Remember that time Tony was staying in his cabin and he was all Karen warm? Was so disappointed. And I had, I had to pretend to be a dead Lee standing on the porch so mm-hmm. he put me on his mantle so yeah. I could stay warm. Yeah. See, they, they won't tell you how this story ends. It ends up with Lee in a dress. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it always does. It always, it does. always fucking does, always right? always does. Remember oh. that time we were in the opera? <laughs> And you pretended to be the conductor? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking great, huh? Everybody thought you were the famous conductor. Yeah. 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 Do you want to know the best part about this bit? Is there's probably an entire generation listening to your show that has no, no fucking idea fucking what's going on. And so this isn't going to mean shit to them. This doesn't look like Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my face is seizing. Should have took a left at Albuquerque. Oh, I should have. <laughs> that part, that time you got lost when you were digging underground. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and, I, and you ended up in Timbuktu. I, I came up in the. In, it was a bullfight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was okay. I mean, I was willing to. Well, you to, think on your feet to live and let live. I just, yeah. I need. I was trying to get my direction. But that bowl. So, if anyone's following Ooh. the logic of how we got here. Oh, oh yeah, there's sorry. a letter. Oh, there's a letter. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh my god, my All right. face. Here's the line. Like, oh. right. This is from Dave. <laughs> Dave. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. Hello, Dave. You know, Captain Crunch. This is not part of the letter. Oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. <laughs> Captain Crunch used to have cartoons. Cartoons, but he, what? on his ship, yeah. he had a crew. Yeah, he did. He had a little boy and a little girl. Right. And the little boy was named Dave. Yeah. And they had a dog, too. Was the he dog did name? have a dog. And nobody thought twice about that old dude. Out on the sea with those two kids. Oh, Nobody weird. said a thing. Nobody said a thing. Yeah, but Ugh. the cereal's God delicious. <laughs> Especially when you're high. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I like the way it cuts up your mouth. I, I used to, I used to like to when I when I was about eighteen. I used to like to just smoke a big old bowl and have peanut butter cap and crunch with chocolate mm. milk on it. Mm. And I'd watch wrestling. Do you remember Vanilla Crunch? Captain I do. Crunch. Oh, I do. Why? I loved it. But it sounds like a bad rapper's name. Yeah. Vanilla, Vanilla Crunch. Crunch. Yo, what's up, Vanilla Crunch? <laughs> well, obviously, because he's a white rapper. Yeah. He's got tattoos all over his face. Yeah. <laughs> the bo- one on his back says regret. And then the Oops, villain. all berries. The Captain Crunch villain was the pirate Jean Lafitte. <laughs> Jean Lafitte. That's true. I remember all this. And he had a cereal. Man, we old. For what a was while. Was it cereal? It was cereal. Uh-huh. What was it, though? And it was cinnamon 
but it was shaped like little feet. And it was delicious. I Anyway, all right, sorry. Back. I can't believe it has to be this complicated. Back to the letter. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do a podcast about breakfast cereal. I think I'm going to... Oh, God, I'm going to guest every uh, week. Can I, talk oh, about, can I come on and talk about waffleos? Yes. <laughs> can I come on and talk about the Swedish chef's crunchy stars? Crunchy stars. Crunchy yes. stars. Crunchy stars. <laughs> crunchy stars had instructions on how to baffle your cat and impress the... No, how to, how to confuse the Queen of England and baffle and impress your cat. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Plus, they had instructions on how to build a car using only that box. But does anyone remember grins and smiles and giggles and laughs? No. That was an actual cereal. I don't believe I it. I was a poor kid, so I would eat Kroger's. So we can have the uh, we can have the poor kids episode where we talk about off-brand <laughs> the cereal. The came in a bag. You, you laugh, yeah. but I just bought a box of off-brand cereal yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> was it, yeah. was it Coop and Crunch? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's, like honey oat scooters yeah. and shit like that. <laughs> It was like round berry cereal. <laughs> but, it, but it could be worse. It could be the healthy versions of the cereals. Oh, no. Like, oh. I feel sorry for those kids that have to eat the puffins. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck that. So fucking gross. Uh, we were so poor, we could only eat Razor Brand. <laughs> razor <laughs> Brand. Is that exactly what it sounds like? Used yes. razors, right. yeah. From yeah. The, uh... There was a picture of me on the box of just a bloody mouth. <laughs> Tons of iron. <laughs> yeah. Nom, nom. Why are we here? I'm no. sorry, letter. Well, that's a quintessential question. Letters. Yeah, you're the one who brought us off track this Welcome time. Welcome to a real geek show. Sorry, I could, get, I could get going on breakfast cereal. All right. <laughs> Uh, this he, one from Dave. He could he could get into some breakfast cereal. I could. He fucks with that? Uh-huh. Fucks with that. <laughs> I am a fairly new listener. I started at, <laughs> at the beginning of September. September? Oh, yeah. Wow. You're super fucking new, pal. I'll say. Uh, he's still yeah. got shine on him. <laughs> <laughs> he, still, he still has that, he has that new listener smell. He's got that new listener <laughs> smell. I'm going to find like, Dave and smell him. just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Right? Oh, God. Dave, you need to send us your address. We're going to come smell yep. you. See what a new listener <laughs> smells like. Um... Uh, geekshowpodcastarchive.com if you if you have a mind to mind to uh, let's see uh, in the last month I have been working on I'm working my way backwards through your old shows I just started laughing and learning I wanted to thank you for making me realize that it's okay to be a geek I'm not what most people would think of when they think of geek I guess I never felt like I belonged both my wife and I ended up in Ogden from out of state because of track and field scholarships oh his oh, wife geez. and his toned calves <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, am I gatekeeping right now? You might be. A little bit. Uh, in uh, Weaver State College, after uh, uh, st- ended up uh, staying and falling in love with the East Bench of Ogden and the, and the trails and the mountains that are so close. That there, is nice there are some nice yeah. trails and mountains yeah. in Ogden. Yeah. 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 And meth heads. Gotta be careful down there on 25th Street. That's, that's getting better. And bike stealers. And the dog food smell. <laughs> and the dog oh, food. yeah. Mm, yeah, you forgot dog. about that. Yeah, that's the cream Come to Ogden for the track and field, stay for the dog food smell. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they don't get it up on the East Bench. Maybe they don't. Good Lord. Uh, let's see. Anyway, uh, having been an athlete my whole life, I never really thought of myself. A what? Yeah, I know. <laughs> As geek, despite having seen every Monty Python with my father by the age of 12, Aww. reading all of his old Fantastic Life. Four comics. Life of Brian must have been a punch in the face. Yeah. I read them so many times that they literally fell apart. When I moved out here, I didn't really know anyone. I went to a Magic the Gathering event at a comic book store. I think I know the comic book store he's talking about. I used to live yeah. up in that area. And uh, let's see. Okay, now I got lost. I got excited there. About <laughs> uh, uh, comic, uh, started listening to your show, uh, to you guys, and it was in an episode where you talk, where you guys ripped into what you called the gatekeepers. Mm. I realized that maybe I'm not so out of place. 
Curry's Curry's making a gatekeeper face. I did a bad thing. I really wanted to thank you guys for hammering it into my head that it's stupid for me to exclude myself from some. See, he was gatekeeping himself. Oh, that's oh. the worst kind. I didn't do this to you. You no. did this yourself. Exclude and myself you calves. from something that I really enjoyed because of a couple of assholes. Uh, fuck them. I, I went into the local store here in Ogden in a dress shirt and slacks, and they were awesome and helped me find the series I wanted to start, yep. Cosmic Ghost Rider. He's nice. reading. Good job. Ended up buying a couple of graphic novels that I had owned as a teenager to reread them. The best part is I took my two-year-old son with me, Aww. and he latched on to Spider-Man. He refuses to wear anything but Spider-Man clothes and shoes. He carries around his Spider-Man action figure with him constantly, and I'm excited to share with him. Good. So my two questions. Uh, first, I was never really a Spider-Man guy, but I want to start reading because my son, uh, Perrin, yes, he's named after Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time character. Mm-hmm. There it is again. There, there it is not again. A geek. Yeah. You're so good at this. Uh, the where, wheel turns. Yeah. Uh, where would be a good place to start? Uh, are there any <clears throat> kid-friendly comics I can read to my son as we uh, read every night together? Now, now he's two right now, so yeah. he's probably not. I read comics to my kids when they were two. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing is you're reading to them. It's like a bedtime story. You're yeah. just reading to them that has a book that has lots of pictures in yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, there are uh, Spider-Man comics aimed f- at kids. Yeah. yeah. And I, would, I would say get a Marvel Unlimited ex- uh, subscription. Oh, that would be there a good tablet. Yeah. yeah, because, I mean, coming from somebody who took a long time to get into re- traditional super- superhero comics, because I was like, I have to start at the beginning, because of course I do. That I'm one of those people. I had to have it drilled into my head that you can start anywhere well they, re- they really reset doesn't everything matter. five to ten exactly years, it so. doesn't matter at all yeah mm-hmm. uh as far as like spider-man recommendations to get into i'd say go with miles morales because he's about to blow the fuck up yeah with he is spider-verse coming out oh yeah the that, trailer for spider-verse that's true ultimate spider-man was a great read yes and, and, and bendis, bendis wrote every one of them didn't he i can't remember i want to say most of them. Yeah. he did he wrote every single one and there were like a hundred issues yeah, yeah. So you could find some Ultimate Spider-Man collections. Yeah, with Miles I would Morales. say even like like just the whole Ultimate Spider-Man run. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. There's also some other really cool comics that are actually directly aimed at kids from Marvel, like uh, Pet Avengers, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that whole like like kids line. Yeah, yeah. there's A Babies versus X Babies, which yeah. was uh, baby versions of the X-Men mm-hmm. fighting That's the hilarious. Avengers. Uh, as drawn by Scotty Young. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Scotty Young did a great job on that. Yeah. Uh, literally down to it was all because Cyclops stole Bucky Bear from. Baby cap. Oh, yeah. I so. love that. Now, yep. now, see, I'm I'm encouraging you. I, I I love the Marvel Unlimited app and everything, but I'm I'm encouraging you to keep supporting that local business. Yes. Go see, in and buy the issues. Yeah. You, you will not. I I hope I hope the majority of you never know how badly local stores need your support. Yeah. Well, I hope and, and I hope none of you ever actually come to that realization from the perspective of a local store owner. Because when you lose that local support, mm-hmm. you're done. Mm-hmm. And then you're all like, oh, what happened to that store I love so much? Yeah. And uh, one one thing I always encourage people to do, who, they ask me about, you know, where do I get my kids started with comics? I'm like, well, I don't have any kids. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. I can just tell you from my experience as a kid. Yeah. Um, go into every comic book store has what they call the quarter bin, usually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And just give them $5. Tell and, them go nuts. And say, go nuts. Get, get how, how many is that? I'm not good with math. I Nebo well, school. That'd be store. 20 comic books. 20, thank you, sir. Pick 20 comics out of this bin. Go nuts, and they'll take them home, and they will just—they'll love it. They'll—they'll mm-hmm. they'll sit in their room, and they'll just pour over them. Yeah. and that's a good place to get them started. Well, that's how like we first got into comics when we were yeah. well. First, like my grandma 
would just give me a grip of comic books. <clears throat> a but grip. She, yeah, but like seriously, she would show up and she'd give me, you know, 40 comic books mm-hmm. and it somehow it cost negative $33. <laughs> yeah. But um, my grandma would just choose them based on the Covers, yeah, yeah that, that, well, that's that's what happened with me. Is that yes. I, I was Silver Age was like that. Yeah, yeah, I was I was sick, and my mom went over to Payson to Frank's Pharmacy to get my prescription filled, and and she was feeling bad for me. And as she was waiting for the prescription to get filled, she walked over by the magazines, and there were the comics. And she was like, "Oh, this is something that kids like." Yeah, mm-hmm. no idea. You know, mm-hmm. she just picked up three titles. She and I still have them. Uh, she picked up a, an Avengers. Mm-hmm. She picked up uh, a Spider-Man. The villain was the kangaroo. Oh, Amazing. yeah. Oh. Uh, and uh, she also uh, picked up Ghost Rider. Now, had she known of the <laughs> satanic origins, <laughs> I don't think she would have picked up Ghost Rider. And that the devil is a regular character. In right. it. I don't think she would have done that. Yeah. But uh, but those three, that's what got me started. And well, it was just out, random. Just random. Issues, yeah. yeah. Um, no. I actually, from a DC, because I know everyone loves Marvel. What the fuck ever. Um, no, I know, I know. You know, I'm <laughs> by. I'm by. Yeah, I go both yeah. ways. You're yeah. by, and yeah. I'm not. I'm a DC person through and through. I can't help it. I don't. I like. I have like a bitter weirdness towards Marvel, even though I really enjoy what has come out, especially in the last five years. Um, but it, it, as far as bug related superheroes uh-huh. that are geared towards children, the the Hamie Rise Blue Beetle issues are really good. Mm-hmm. It was canceled. 36 issues in, so you have plenty. He has plenty to read. Yeah. But honestly, that's an introduction into Teen Titans. That's an introduction into the Books of Magic, which are also geared to children. That's yep. Neil Gaiman wrote Books they're, of Magic. They're great. Uh-huh. And they're amazing. It's basically Harry Potter that takes place in the DC universe. And Dave, don't let your kid listen to this part, but um, there's a really funny quote from Neil Gaiman, and he said, I wanted to put a reference to masturbation in the Books of Magic, <laughs> and one of the DC executives said to me, there is no b- masturbation in the DC universe, and I said, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> um, and that's one of my favorite Neil Gaiman quotes about that. But Hamey Rise, Blue Beetle, um, 36 issues, it's really good. It happens right after Infinite Crisis, because that's when Ted Kord dies, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Hamey Rise takes over. So it's really good. He's a young kid. He's um, like this young Hispanic kid who meets uh, like Alice 13 it's mm-hmm. really magical it's really good it is very much like Spider-Man he has cute catchy yeah. like catchphrases it's awesome uh, so. and, and it too you know he, he has plenty of time to, to get up to speed with it but when he's about four or five yeah. take him to the comic book store and just let him pick three or four titles yes. well yeah. there's there's a really you know this is a Shiny really covers. really yeah. really good time to get into Spider-Man because our friend Ryan Otley's drawing it right yes. now no. and yes. he's drawing it uh, he's drawing it in a way only somebody who's been in love with Spider-Man since he was his a little kid could, could draw it. His his rhino is amazing. His villains are, they just have that, I, I just look at it and I'm five again yeah. when I'm looking Ryan at Ryan Otley's a local, he still lives in Orem, right? I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Ryan Otley's a local comic book artist, super well-loved, incredibly nice guy. He comes down here all the time to like do signings yeah. and stuff, mm-hmm. and his run of Spider-Man is... It's, it's top tier stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more suggestion. I'd say don't r- disregard the idea of buying humongous classic co- uh, hard book covers of Calvin and Hobbes and Peanuts. Oh, That's man. Because my three year old niece is obsessed with Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. and I just bought her like oh, three any- giant volumes of Peanuts books, and she loves those too. Calvin and Hobbes is incredible. Hmm? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I totally agree. All right. Uh, so there you go. Get your kids into comics. Well, it's a great way to... Baby uh, nerds are the best. Especially, and we've, we've talked about this before, but uh, if your kids already love to read, then they're going to love to read comics. If your kids are struggling with reading, comics are the way to go. Yeah. Well, and that was something one of my high school guidance counselors right. 
he was looking at my scores and he says, your, your reading, you know, comprehension and word usage is so high. I just don't understand it. What do you read? And I said, comic books. Yeah. He right. laughed and I said, no, that's what I read. Well, and if you read some of the 70s stuff in particular, yeah. even, even the stuff it's Stan dense. was writing, he, yeah. he looked for words to expand your vocabulary. But I always have a two-tier thing with, with parents when their kids are struggling in school in particular. Uh, the school part really isn't all that important. It's not. Uh, but it is important that your kids read and they engage in things. So comic books and role-playing games. Those are two things that are going to get them into reading and into investigating. Cause and kids and in, thinking. and Yeah. You know, and, problem and, solving. Problem yeah, solving. Exactly. <laughs> Shannon's right, Shannon. mad that you said that school doesn't matter because he needs a job. No, school does matter. Uh, school, this is a perilous slope for me. School did not do well for me. Yeah, me either. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I do I, see that its was importance. Me until I, I was I was good in school until college. As as a parent, my kids went to a very good school who had very good engaged teachers. Shannon and I went to the same high school, so when I say school failed me, I think you can understand why. <laughs> I had a couple good teachers. Uh, no, but ninety five percent of my no, I would say actually eighty five percent of my class library mm-hmm. is graphic novels. Yeah, and there's stuff you guys don't even know about. Really, like um, like. Realistic fiction and and stuff like that. It's amazing. They, they, they've turned the whole babysitter club into a series of awesome graphic novels. That really doesn't surprise cool. me even a little bit. Um, and like, uh, and they love them. You know what I mean? And like Judd Winnick, mm. he's he's written a great series. And my, you know, I have parents come in and go. Well, all they do is read these comic books. I'm like, that's yeah. okay. reading. Hey. reading. Yeah, don't yeah. dismiss like, it. Well, but yeah. they're really, 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 really well written. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like new, uh, you, they win the what, the Newberry or whatever prize and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, like I learned to read really early because my grandma would bring me a grip of fucking comic books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're great for struggling readers. Yep. They're great for language learners. They're great for uh, anybody because you don't have to. Oh my god! Okay, here we go. All right. Reading is about two things. Decoding. Decoding is letters are a code. Right? Yeah. yeah. They're simple. And we and we have to figure out what they sound like. We have to like mm-hmm. put it all together, mm-hmm. form it into words, and then we have to decode that into like a some sort of image in our head. Okay. Right? So there's the decoding side. So that's hard. And then there's the context side. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, when a struggling reader is having a hard time decoding, like a normal, like, like a novel, like a prose novel, fine, they can decode it, but the, but that's taking all their brain power, and they they're not making that picture in their head. The contextual part, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, graphic novels and comics are the perfect bridge to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Had, so that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I... <laughs> no, I know right. what I'm talking about. Yeah, I had profound. I like teaching. <laughs> he likes teaching. I had profound dyslexia, so the right. contextual part of it, like, of course, I could decode it. I knew which words made what sounds. Right. But as far as like tense goes, my head would jump around in sentence structure, so I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know right. how to read, and so having pictures to accompany the contextualization of it, yeah. I was reading tons, like shit, fuck, tons of comic books. Birds of Prey was my very first. The '80s Birds of Prey, you know, Disco Grayson. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, that was like my first run of comics. And it it changed my life. I became a voracious reader only on account of the fact that comic books were the only way to guide me through what yeah, was going it was your on in my entry head. Point. The mm-hmm. only way it was the only way. So so yeah. Now our friend Cat here is a baby geek. Yeah. Have you you've been reading comics, right? A few. Yeah, I was on. 
a comic kick for a while, and then you know life's been crazy life gets busy, in the way. But yeah. um, yours so, particularly has been insane. But um, yeah, I was catching up on some Wonder Woman because I love me some Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. um, and I have a bunch that are just in a pile that I need to read. Yeah. Yeah, um, I although pile I, behind the I did thing read. Oh, God, what's his name? The Bulldog. Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Oh, I heard you. I've got three stuffed animals of him. Really? (laughs) Oh, I fucking loved it. Um, And uh, then I have some Jessica Jones, and I'm in the midst of Captain Marvel. What else? Oh, yeah. I got some Squirrel Girl. Oh, Squirrel Girl. Awesome. Ladies of Marvel. Um, And then also... Domino and Silk. I've heard great things about Domino. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I'm just I'm just figuring out what I like. I mean, yeah. I love Wonder Woman because mm-hmm. I just do. Um, yeah, so that's awesome. I'm just figuring it out. I'm going to take you to Doctor Bolts and give you I five dollars <laughs> and let you go crazy <laughs> in the quarter bin. I should also say if you if you do have a two year old, this is the uh, our friend Jeff uh, introduced most of us to Jeff uh, Jeff Smith's Bone. Yes, mm-hmm. comics and uh, bone. Those is, are good for kids, right? They're good for anybody. They're mm-hmm. good for adults. They're good for kids, but especially for kids because you will find one of the bone brothers is your kid, or your kid will decide that they're that bone brother. That they're that bone brother. Yeah, it's just great. It's dragons. It's fantasy. It's cow mm-hmm. races. It's yeah. it's everything you want in, right. in a multi generational comic. Cool. Yeah. All right, Miss. I think we did good here. I think we did it, uh, Mister B. If you would please. All right, kid. Uh, here's a bunch of hams. <laughs> Choose what you like best. Come on, let's get in a ham. Is there a, is there a quarter bin? Quarter, quarter ham bin. bin. Quarter, quarter bin ham. Don't eat the quarter bin ham. <laughs>